the Weekend Show with Ken Kidney. Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to the Weekend Show. My name is Ken Kidney, and I have the great pleasure, as always, of being joined by my super co-host, Garrett. Say hello to the listeners, Garrett. Hello. It's plain hello this week, Garrett. Very ordinary. Very straightforward. Just saying hello to people with my words. This week, we talked the 2016 superhero movie lineup. We bring you our favorite pop culture stories, as always. And as if that wasn't enough, we give you our special selections from around the web in Netflix. Action-packed, as always, Scar. Yep. A wonderful show for your ears. Your, your listening pleasure, some might say. If you're listening on earphones, I'm talking right into your head right now. Subliminal messages. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to our top story... Gar, uh, long time no see. You saw me yesterday. I did see you yesterday. We were with each other for like four hours. But how how have you been since then? <laughs> Nothing has changed in my life since yesterday, Ken. What about in the last week or so? I went to see TNA. Yes, TNA wrestling in Manchester, England. Yeah. EC3 is great. But that's not what that matters. Foxes, Ken. Foxes. You wish to... Uh, Gar, Gar uh, wants to talk about Foxes this week. Yes, at the behest of our probably most loyal listener, Rob Reed. <laughs> Even even Hi, Rob. even brother Ed doesn't listen that often. Yes. So this Ed. Is, this one's for you, Rob. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Gar. I want to do like a whole new segment on foxes, but Ken's like, no, Ken, yeah, Ken. There was no news on foxes this week. Well, we could talk about Leicester City, the foxes. We could talk about Michael J. Fox, the foxes. We could talk about like Fox Biscuits, Fox Broadcasting Company, the fox and the hound, or just regular foxes, Ken, because foxes are cool and you imagine them all the time. Foxes, I do not imagine foxes. You imagine foxes all the time, Ken. In our family home, there in the in the wee hours of the morning, there is a fox that comes into the garden. Ken is mistaking Ken is mistaking a cat for a fox. It's a fox. It looked right at me. Oh yeah, sure. The fox looked at you, and you had a magical fox moment. You all thought I was crazy, but now Jeff Foxworthy. There's another fox thing. Okay, I'm telling the fox story. Go on, because if you're so keen to talk about foxes, yeah. So uh, that would be a red fox, more than likely, by the way, Ken, it, uh, who thrive off domestic urban homes and, and rub- going through rubbish. He seems to he seems to be looking for worms, I think. Mm. Uh, uh, anyway, the early uh, fox gets the worm. He comes into the garden looking for food. And then when he sees it, sees it, he just like jumps over the, the garden wall in a single bound and runs away. Foxes apparently have, have like super grip in yeah. their jaws. They could get you. So if they latch on, you're 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 sunk. Grippy jaws. So, but anyway, uh, over time, brother Ed has seen him. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, dad, Ken, Ken, dad, dad has also seen him. Ken has paid these people off to make sure his delusions are not delusions. You are a fox denier. You are, you are a fox denier. I bet you think the Holocaust didn't happen either. I, I, I believe in foxes, Ken. Foxes are real delightful creatures. But the one you saw isn't real because you're crazy. Like, the majority of our family has never seen this fox. You paid them off. Why would I pay them off, Gary? So you don't seem like a crazy madman. Okay, are you just jealous because you haven't yet seen the fox? Is this what this is? That you feel Fantastic Mr. Fox. There's another fox thing. We the can mo- talk about all these fox things, Ken. The movie or the book? I, I, don't, I haven't seen either. Um, Did you have anything else to say about foxes? Arctic foxes are adorable. They're like foxes, but they're white. Yes. Do you have any fun facts about Arctic foxes? They're like foxes, but they're white. Excellent. Yeah! Great research, Gar. I've done extensive fox research. You have anything else? Vulpix. Vulpix was a fox. Yes. Also was nine tails. Yes. Based on the Chinese legend of the nine tailed fox. And then they so imaginatively called it 
nine tails because it has nine tails. What's the Japanese for nine tails? Uh, I don't know. Great research, Gar. God, I don't speak two languages, Ken. Gar, you I speak on, one language. You went on and on about talking about foxes. and then... You vetoed me, so I didn't do extensive research. This is your fault. And, and I forgot what I was going to say. See? Foxes. <laughs> I, I speak I speak some of two different languages Plus I speak English semi-fluently Unlike you who can't speak English so Yeah, no comeback Typical Because you just You, you just... lost the window You missed the comeback window, Ken The comeback window is a thing Yes if, if there's like a five If there's a five second pause Between your line and your comeback You've lost If you can't get the comeback in that quick You're done Foxes Foxes are you finished? Is that is that foxes finished? Did you bring me some foxes biscuits? Uh, bis- or li- like like that panda says on the TV, biscuits? No, there's no foxes biscuits for you. <laughs> biscuits, <laughs> biscuits. That was for foxes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Panda. It's like just a little three D animated panda that that was like a mobster for some reason. <laughs> he wore a hat. Biscuits, biscuits, biscuits. Uh, oh, that sounded a bit Russian. Yeah, never mind. He was from New York. Can't can't do accents. Can't do accents. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. I'm foxing here. Good one. Nailed it. Anything else, Gar? Anything unusual in your week? Well, Terry Wogan died this morning. Terry Wogan? Sir Terry Wogan to yes, you, Gar. Sir Terry Wogan. He's a, a broadcaster born in Limerick, Ireland, I think. Limerick. And he emigrated. Emigrated? Emigrated, yeah. yes. Immigrated is coming in. Emigrated is going out. I learned something today. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, became one of the most well-known and beloved broadcasters in the British Broadcasting Corporation, and BBC. He started in RT in Ireland before going over to the Beeb. Yeah. And frequently worked for RT anyway afterward. Yeah. He's kind of famous in recent years for his kind of uh, travel shows around the UK and Ireland and uh, uh, most famous for Children in, Children in Need. He was the, mm. the host of that. For, and the Eurovision. For 30 years. Yeah. He gave that up because he got tired of it. <laughs> yeah. I like, here you go, Graham Norton. You can have that. And in fairness, he paved the way for Graham Norton as well. Yeah, exactly. Because he was the first Irishman really to go over and achieve huge success in the Beeb. Yeah, exactly. They, they almost adopted him as one of, the, of one of their own. Yeah. And Sarah Terry Wogan. Literally, he has dual citizenship. Yeah, but uh, it's just a, like it's a real shame. But obviously, you know, he was in his late seventies, so. And apparently, uh, he was rather ill toward the end. Because uh, this year, unfortunately, was the first ever year that he was not able to host Children in Need. Yeah, after he was thirty years. Diagnosed with cancer. So it's it's a really sad day, uh, just because you know. He's one of the most recognizable voices of all our, our you know, uh, formative years. He was he was one of the most listened to radio shows in Europe. Yeah, in in his height. So he just like he's the most one of the most recognizable voices in the world, and just uh, one of, one of those people that when you see him, you're like, I'm proud to be Irish. Cause yeah. Look at look what he's achieved. Good job, Terry. So rest in peace, Terry. Mm. And uh, on a side note, January is a terrible terrible yeah, month. A lot of people going in January. Yeah, it's a terrifying month. I'm almost afraid, and like of. Uh, 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 going outside of my house because january is just <laughs> january is going to take you too it's going to kill off me like the grim reaper is around every corner it seems yeah. thankfully it's nearly over yeah we've only got one more day in january is today the 31st today's the 30th so like a day and a half no today's the 31st is it yeah oh yes it is sorry ken with dates dates english can't do any of it. anything <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so um i'm gonna hide under my bed until february yeah. which is tomorrow which is a, a leap month. It is. Well, it's a leap year, but the, the month has an extra day. Yeah. So if you were born on February 29th, your birthday is this year. Congratulations on your every four years birthday. Yeah. So that means you don't get, you only get presents every four years. Yeah. And cake. 
Imagine if parents actually did that to the poor leap year, leap year child. Yeah. So do you get to choose your birthday if you're born on a leap year? Like, like if you want to be February 28th or March 1st? I assume so. Or you don't have one. What would you choose? I prefer March. Yeah. March is a more nice month. Sounds nicer. Yeah. yeah. March has Easter often. Yeah. Chocolate. Except when it doesn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the weird roving Easter church thing. G- Jesus died on a specific day. Why does Easter move? It's pretty unfortunate how he was born in March and also got crucified. He in was March. born in December, Ken. Don't you question Santa logic? Is Santa Jesus? Santa's Jesus. He gives us gifts for good behavior. You heard it here first, guys. That's what that's what that's what Christmas is about. Celebrating J- Jesus Santa. Shall we crack we, on, Gar? We've went on a variety of different topics on this this, this opening bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you could follow any of us. And, and uh, different moods as well. Yeah. If you could follow any of that, uh, let us know on Twitter at TWSKK. Solid social media plug, Ken. Great. Facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. In our top story this week, it's move over Avengers Assemble as Nicktoons return from the 1990s to unite for a super movie of their own. Nostalgia! Nostalgia is big business these days. We always say it's the only business these days, it would appear. There's no original ideas whatsoever. Because this is this is not aimed at children. No. You know, this is not aimed at the, the nine and ten year olds that were born in 2005 and 2006. This is aimed at us. It's aimed at our generation. Yeah, I was born in 92. This is this is squarely aimed at me. It's like, remember Hey Arnold? Do 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 dog. I had a Doug there, so you knew what I talk what I was talking about. Yeah, I I knew the Doug theme song. Yeah, it has that thing between uh, segments. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's not it's not like whistling or singing. It's, it's yeah. kind of beatboxing almost. It makes weird noises, and it's like Roger. <laughs> yeah, so they're bringing all their their freaking nineties animated franchises together for an Avengers style team up. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite's Jared Hess will be directing it. So no idea who that is. His first foray into uh, animation. animation. But uh, it's not really clear whether it will be like fully animation or like part live action, part, li- part animation. Uh, like, you know, you might have like them in the background saying stuff while a bunch of uh, Nickelodeon tween actors save the day. Yeah. That's not been clarified yet. But uh, the... So Deadline has reported this and they and the report confirms that at least Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's Modern Life and R- Real Monsters and Angry Beavers are going to be involved. I'm surprised considering how Angry, Angry Beavers ended. They're bringing them back. Yeah. Maybe they might make a, 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 a reference about that. They should really release that episode. Who cares at this stage? Like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, we talked about this on the podcast before. I think we have. But they, do- they flat out buried Nickelodeon for cancelling them and then Nickelodeon's like, we're not airing that. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, what was your favorite Nicktoon guy? I was a Rugrats guy. You're a Rugrats guy. So you're happy. Well, were you happy? Are you going to see? Happy to see them return? It depends what kind of Rugrats it is. Ken, is it the young Rugrats, babies, or is it all grown up Rugrats? Ugh, all grown up. I know. Ugh, no, no one wants all no. grown up. Nobody Everyone wants, all wants baby Tommy Pickles. Uh, there's also a possibility, of course, of Hey Arnold. A football had not in it. I don't. I don't care. It's not the point. No point. Uh, no the, point without football head. The Wild Thornberrys, which is actually one of the better Nicktoon movies as well. Yeah. Which, um, what's his name? Uh, Nigel Thornberry. Yes. No, smashing. 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 <laughs> and Doug. But it should be noted that Doug, however, was most recently owned by Disney. Considering they haven't done anything with him in like 15 years, I doubt they particularly care at this stage. <laughs> yeah, it is like, have him yeah. for free. 
Doug's first movie was the only movie as a child I ever walked out of. Really? You walked out of it? I remember I was just like loitering in the hallway, just messing around because it was so boring. Really? Yeah. I don't remember leaving it. Because I remember we went to see it and Ed went to see Wild Wild West. Yeah. So maybe that's why we were waiting for Ed to get out of Wild Wild West afterward. Tell me a single thing that happened in Doug's first movie. There was the prom, wasn't it? Maybe. I remember there being some kind of dance. Some kind of swamp monster? I don't... It was Doug. I don't remember. Why did... Like, I, I think we saw that in the cinema. I think... <laughs> we I, paid I, money yeah. to go see Doug. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a question I ask myself all the time. It's like, why did Doug look at... Or, or Doug. Doug was the happy, happy guy. He's just trying to get through high school. Why did Disney look at Doug and go, we have to have that? Doug was a big enough thing in the 90s. So yeah, well, you know, don't like, shit on Doug. <laughs> Poor Doug. So Doug, Doug <laughs> might be making a comeback. Yeah. But uh, Disney might be like, no, we want Doug. Yeah. We're going to have a Doug, Doug second movie. <laughs> yeah. Doug, Doug and adult, his adult existential crisis. Uh, I'd, I'd probably think it's going to be some kind of mixture of live action and animation. That would with, be weird. With Nick, Nick Tweens. That would be super weird. Like Miranda Crosgrove or... Or then bring back Jake and Josh. Drake and Josh. I said Jake and Josh. <laughs> Jake and Josh. <laughs> That's the spin-off show by, by when they couldn't get the people. That's not the only animated news we had this weekend. Yes. Trolls film. Um, and by trolls, in case you're thinking about it, you're correct. It is the, the crappy toys that you kept on your the, dashboard little, of your car or in your windowsill. Weird looking things with the pointy multicolored hair. Yeah. And uh, they're now like from they like and that's all they were there was no backstory there was nothing there's nothing you know no uh lore created for the toys but they somehow made it into an animated film yep uh they like dancing apparently yep it's it's when you look at the trailer it's like the worst of like the past dreamworks films yeah it's like pop culture reference singing people yeah dancing celebrities doing voices that's all this film will be it's just uh, like why does it exist you you made How to Train Your Dragon, Pixar. That's that's a really good or Pixar Freudian slip. DreamWorks. That's yeah. a really good film. Make good films. Stop making rubbish. It's just like Steven Spielberg. You're better than this. Is he involved in this? Well, no, but he he owns he DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Yeah, but it's just such a it's such a cash in movie, and it's not going to work either. I, I feel like it it's probably a... will work. That's the, that's the worst part of it. Yeah. <laughs> this film will probably nearly every animated film once they release without competition makes money. That's true. It's it is a, a lucrative business to be in, but like, I I I don't even know what to trolls. Say <laughs> like the the toys annoyed me, so I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, a whole film about them uh, isn't going to fare much better. But moving on to our second story, okay? Yep. Uh, in a week that Mattel unveiled three new body types for its iconic Barbie doll, including Kirby Barbie, uh, a new comic book starring a plus-size superhero female superhero was released as well. Yeah. So. Diversity of, of, of appearance in pop culture, Ken. It's nice because obviously Barbie had like an impossibly tiny waist, which some crazy people on the internet have replicated through plastic surgery. Yeah. It's creepy. But <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't understand. And like superheroes, they're always that like, rippling six packs or, you know, women with tiny waists and massive uh, unpractical breasts. <laughs> unpractical. I, forget, I believe it's impractical. Unpractical is what I said here. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's nice to see, like, because like, I understand because like kids love playing with this stuff, but like they can't really relate to it. Maybe. Yeah. And, and unless they are super good looking. Yeah. So, it's like, I hate you, kid. I hate you, you don't deserve to have something representing you. You gorgeous child. <laughs> but do you think? Uh, and this is maybe getting a bit serious for the weekend show. Ooh. But do you think these toys lend themselves to later self-esteem issues? 
Maybe it sets unrealistic expectations. It starts like yeah, it starts it so young. Like yeah, it? I'm I'm upset because we don't have like fat action man. Yeah. You know, I can't. Uh, I'm struggling my way with my weight, but I'm still a badass action man. Yeah. Or nerdy action man. You know, wears glasses and a lab coat. Yeah. But he's still the greatest hero of them all. Can the greatest hero of them all can look a variety of different ways. Unless he loses his inhaler. <laughs> Damn it, Ken! You're you're enforcing the stereotype. So fate, just out from Valen Comics is named for Faith Herbert, Herbert, a superhero-loving fangirl who, despite her plus-size figure, can make herself lighter than air and fly. That's pretty cool. So That's a cool backstory. If, if you played Super Mario Galaxy 2, Yoshi can kind of inflate himself yes. and then float up into the air. So when you said that, that's what I, th that's what I thought of. That's what I, that I thought that, that this, this Faith Herbert would be doing. <laughs> that's exactly what she's doing. No, she's not, inflating. <laughs> she's not inflating. That might make things a bit... Uh, <laughs> A bit worse. Yeah. Uh, Personality-wise, she's very much like myself and any geek-minded friends, albeit far more optimistic and less snarky. That's not Ken saying that. That's a quote from Jodie Hauser, the comics writer. I was going to write... I was going to say that, Gary. Because gonna... well, like, you are snarky. So I was like, ha, 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 ha. snarky, Ken. Yeah, but like, you know, I was going to say, like, like read the quote like it's part of the sentence, but then say it was a quote. Like, yeah. It's, it's but then good I, journalism, Gary. I used it as an as opportunity to mock you. But it's nice to, yeah, it's nice to see an optimistic superhero like this kind of less like I know everything and you're stupid. You're stupid if you don't, if, if you're not me. And I'm gorgeous. Superheroes shouldn't be gorgeous. Look, look, Captain America and like Tony Stark is like, oh, I'm a billionaire playboy philanthropist. Look at me and how great I am. Like Hulk. Hulk is our expectation of who, what we should look like. And He-Man. Yeah. He's master of the universe and he's like super jacked. Exactly. And it's like, I'm never going to be that. Yeah. You're like 10 feet tall. Well. Known as Zephyr though. Uh, when she's doing her superhero thing. Ooh, Zephyr. Uh, so it's a little too close to Heifer from me. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong here? Oh, God, we've sank their whole comic. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, thousands of people listen to our podcast podcast, podcast every week. So uh, We should rename this podcast Ken versus the English Language. <laughs> subtitle. It's like the weekend show with Ken Kidney. Subtitle again. Ken versus English language. Uh, Faith is not a new character, though, Gar. She was introduced in the 1990s uh, as part of a superhero team that has been one of Valen's most popular, uh, uh, you know, franchises. And, and she was one of their most popular characters as a result. So and have they just taken a regular character and made her heavier? No, but she's always like that. But they've just kind of given her own comic now. Oh, OK, fair enough. Uh, the, I hate when they do that. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, instead of making a strong female character, it's just like let's make Thor, female Thor. Yeah, it's like exactly. that's that's a cop out. It's just like a like a, a one size fits all. Yeah, it's like let's make this. Captain America, black. It's like no, give black people their own hero. Just don't don't co opt someone else's. That's cheap and lazy. Faith has been described as the moral compass of Valiant's universe. So she's the Captain America of it. Yeah, she's the Cap, plus size Cap. Uh, you don't need to look far to find a comic book featuring a grizzled superhero or anti-hero who kills without remorse. And Faith is the antithesis of that. So it's, it's, it's got like as well as it got a, pos uh, a positive body image message. She's just got a, an optimistic outlook. And it's just like instead of being gritty and realistic, she's just like, yeah, I'm a superhero. This is great. <laughs> yeah. You know, instead of being like, oh, woe is me. My powers me. are a burden. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I've become a superhero and I hate everything. Shut up. Superheroes are cool. 
I want to be a superhero. Yeah, so, uh, the, I, you know, I suppose the background to this is, you know, the, the, it's come uh, in a kind of a, a bit of a renaissance for female superheroes. You know, uh, Wonder Woman's getting her own film now. Supergirl's on the C-dub. So, I like Supergirl. Yeah. We'll talk about, we'll talk briefly about, like, superhero TV shows, because we're doing superhero yeah. movies as well. We'll dip into TV shows in a moment, too. We'll dip our toe in there. So, uh, a quote again from Gary Gladson, co-owner of Manhattan's biggest comic store, Midtown Comics. So, we saw a trend of increasing female readership at least 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl, apparently is one of them. Miss Go Squirrel Girl. Thor. Uh, girls like Thor, apparently. I don't know why. It's leading uh, a lady carrying the hammer these days. Yeah. So Female Thor. I don't like that, though, as we just established. Exactly. It's, uh, it's a bit token. Batgirl, Wonder Woman, all all kind of attracting a, a female fan base. And Hawk Girl and Black yeah. Canary, they're in the, the DC TV universe these days. Exactly. So, like, you know, there are a lot of female characters with uh, a big fan base, which is nice to see. But uh, Hauser, who created the comic, Jodie Hauser, uh, is, is quick to point out it's not just for women. Uh, Faith is really for anyone who loves superheroes and wants to see a fun twist for them. Sort of in a Galaxy Quest type of way. I haven't seen Galaxy Quest. It's kind of a twist on the sci-fi genre is what he's getting at. Yeah. He or Galaxy she. Quest? Uh, the late Alan Rickman. Ah, yeah. Tim Allen. Yeah, Tim Allen. Yeah. There we yeah. go. That's what I was saying. It was like, uh, I should watch Galaxy Quest. You should. Alan Rickman is in it and he's dead now. It's sad. Yeah. Our final story sees a contest winning coffee maker literally hit the jackpot with their own Super Bowl ad. Why don't we have a Super Bowl ad, Ken? Uh, Yeah. We don't, because it, it costs a lot of money. Can can get it done. Do you want the weekend show to succeed or not? Well, as soon as I become a millionaire, I'll probably uh, invest in a Super Bowl ad. Is that okay with you? What What's our Super Bowl ad going to be? Uh, I don't know. Is it just going to be us sitting here humming the weekend show theme song? Or we could do like a big, you know, you know old Hollywood song and dance number with the theme song. Ooh. And just put words to it. And, and hire celebrities. Like top hats and... Who would be the face of the weekend show brand were we to hire a celebrity again? Uh, Chang Tatum girl. That's very true. Yeah. Death Wish Coffee Co. won a competition held by software maker Intuit. I didn't know Intuit were that wealthy. I didn't know who Intuit were, so. <laughs> uh, for a 30 second spot during the third quarter of the big game on February 2nd, uh, the Round Lake New York company beat more than 15,000 other small businesses in voting by the public and Intuit's employees. Why didn't we enter? I didn't know about it. God, Ken, you, you you don't care about our podcast. We're a small small company, kinda. Yeah. We, well, we're not actually a company, guy. We haven't incorporated ourselves. Well, we're 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 sole traders. Sole traders. You know more about this stuff than I did, so it's your fault. Sure. You're, you've got a business I, I, I degree. Don't, I don't know who Intuit are. I don't pay attention to things. You've got a business degree. I have a master's degree in economics. That's not a master's degree in knowing who Intuit are. Deathwish currently sells about a thousand pounds of coffee a day, which is quite good. It seems like a lot of coffee, but I don't know. I don't have a context for that. But uh, this number is, is expected to increase considerably after the Super Bowl spot runs. Maybe. Maybe uh, we'll be like, eh, bad ad. Let's go buy their coffee. It's, this is kind of cute. Uh, Brown, uh, uh, the gentleman who owns the uh, Death Wish Coffee uh, recently hired two new employees to prepare for the anticipated jump in business, giving him a staff of 12. Yeah. It's like, that's how small they are. And they've won this massive, massive opportunity. So it's like, maybe two is maybe a bit uh, a bit naive, but time will tell. Uh, the, the commercial itself, you know, you're interested in getting ideas, again yeah, for our Super Bowl ad, yes. which is, is in, inevitable. 
shows a, <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable. Shows a Viking galley ship in stormy uh, waters with the crew exhorted to keep rowing. The ship and the sea end up in a, co- a cup of Deathwish coffee down by a man in his 21st century kitchen. That sounds terrible, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is really kind of... That doesn't make any sense to me. Yep. Like, the, the only recent Super Bowl ad I've seen is the Pokemon one. Yeah. I showed you yesterday. And that's a good Super Bowl ad. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I want to be a Pokemon trainer. They, so you're saying they're blowing their one opportunity. Yep. We would have done much better with this. Hot taker. Give us a Super Bowl S- ad. Song dance for Channing Tatum. Give us... A, yeah, exactly. That would be a much better idea. Exactly. A TV spotter. Going to hazard a guess? I know he told you this. So you, you, you told me, so... It's, uh, is it $5 million? Yes. Most oh, recently. nailed it. It's only since, written in the script in front of me. Since 2000, it's gone up. Like, it used to be kind of a, a, a million or less, maybe. It's gone up to $5 million as recently as 2015. That's a lot of money for, for 30 seconds, Ken. This is for the airtime alone, not including the Not including the production, yeah. The game is... Maybe that's why it's so crap, because they don't actually have the money to make a good one. <laughs> it's just like, please buy our coffee. This costs $5 million. The game is far beyond, uh, obviously, the advertising budget of most small businesses. But, they, like, that's a lot. Like, like I'm imagining they produce the ad as well. So that's, like, like a price that's, like, worth, like, maybe five, five and a half million dollars or something. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I never even heard of Intuit before this. I, I've kind of heard of them, but I don't exactly know what they do. So. I'm sure they're wonderful. If they'd like to sponsor the weekend show, we'd, we'd certainly let them. Yeah, for, we'll take, we'll take $5 million. We'll take $5 million. Uh, Death Wish is the second company that Intuit have bought a Super Bad for, and this is like an annual thing for them. It's a big, a big spend, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good marketing idea, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. In 2014, it paid for a spot for Goldie Blocks, a toy for girls, which is directly the Super Bowl's market. Uh, sure. <laughs> after holding a similar competition, and you, you can say how much that's worked for them because everyone's heard of Goldie Blocks. The Super Bowl is the most watched event in the U.S. as you might. Uh, have anticipated last year's game between the New England Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks was watched by over 114 million people which is about a third of the whole US yeah so it's uh, uh, it's literally like winning the lottery I watch the Super Bowl I do I American football it. is stupid though isn't it yeah watching it it's an objectively stupid sport it is but I, I just like the spectacle of like it what kind of sport rewards you for going out of play yeah it's like it's the only sport I've ever seen that's like you gotta play at the st- clock stops and that's yeah. in your, your benefit Exactly. And it's literally segmented. It's like game theory, the sport. There's no like brief moments of genius or, you know, individual moments of glory. It's all like, here's the play the coach told us to play. And then the defense will try to play a defense that they think will counteract the play. And hopefully it'll all work out. It is like game theory. Interesting theory, Gar. But I, I just enjoy the spectacle of it, especially on the Super Bowl. It's all... not a bad sport. It's just kind of stupid. With the, uh, like baseball is much worse. We're going to alienate all our American listeners. Our US listeners. Basketball is fine, but it's a little like basketball doesn't have the peaks and valleys that make a sport interesting. Kara's favorite US sport is hockey. Yeah, because hockey is like soccer, but with ice and, uh, and puck. It's yeah. the same, same real principle. It's goals. So the goals create the kind of drama, whereas in basketball, it's like two points, two points, two points, three points, two points, two points. It's too back and forth to be actually particularly interesting, you know? I like American sports and think they're all valid and wonderful uh, sure. pastimes. Baseball is super boring. Come on, Ken. You went to a baseball game once and you got sunburned. And left. Yeah. But that's besides <laughs> the point. Uh, sports. Let's move on, shall we? Because uh, we're, we're... Cricket's a good sport. Yeah. Cricket's like, yeah, I like cricket. It, you could say it's a little too much like back and forth again, but there's fours and sixes 
which are dramatically different from single runs or, or, or two runs, which make it at least somewhat interesting. And then there's wickets, which are like, ooh, and they shout and they go, ah! Cricket's pretty good. 2020 cricket, though, not test cricket. Test cricket is terrible. It's too long. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Gareth's uh, really, really appealing to our English listeners yeah. and our West Indian slash Indian, uh, Indian Asian listeners. Uh, but the Americans go F themselves. I like most winter sports because they're all weird. You know, like like ski jumping, you know, throw ourselves down a hill at like 50 miles an hour or whatever it is, probably faster than that. Yeah. It's like, who says that's what I'm going to do? How did that sport get invented? That's yeah. what I want to know. How did, how did someone go, let's do this? repeatedly it's an incredibly dangerous thing yeah but like, uh, like skeleton where you just lie on a freaking thing and fling yourself head first down a, an ice hill that's the olympics for you gar because like the sports in the winter olympics and the olympics i'll never watch in real life but if they're on the olympics i'll watch them archery for hours judo i watch a lot of judo in 2012 yeah and we're olympic year We'll do yeah. an Olympic show at one stage. We will do an Olympic or, or I will give you my opinion show. on the rest of the sports. Yeah, and alienate the rest of our <laughs> listeners. Go on, again. You've been wanting to get out of the segment for a while. Gareth, <laughs> before we plummet to zero <laughs> listeners. That's our final story for this week. We will be sure to dig deep and mine for more in time for next week's episode. Time now for our first break, and we will be right back with this week's Netflix. Stick around. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download every Sunday at soundcloud.com slash the weekend show. You are very welcome back to the Weekend Show. It's that time of the week again where you have the once in a week opportunity to discover our Netflix. Not quite once in a lifetime because we do it every week. Yeah. Uh, as per usual, we bring you the top entertainment diversions for your perusal on the internet. So what have you got for our listeners first this week, Ken? Well, I have something very interesting here, and Disney, because we haven't done anything Disney in a while. Probably like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disney. We haven't touched on Disney in like a week or two. <laughs> I, was get, I was getting withdrawal symptoms, so I had to do something Disney. Uh, when they, re- they released The Lion King in 3D in theaters, short, shortly followed by... Uh, the Diamond Edition on DVD, which was when awesome. They, they held it in the vault for a while, the famed mm-hmm. Disney vault. Yeah, to, to make you pay extra for it. I saw it in the cinema. I did? Yeah. Like, I hadn't seen it in years, though, so it was kind of a treat to see in the cinema. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing it in the cinema back in 94. One of the first films I saw in the cinema. Yeah. Back in the day. Back, uh, I remember our, our neighbor took us to see it, and we were late. Yeah. Circle of life, and there's this cool the box office used to be in the middle then back in our cin- local cinema. And there's yeah. this cool, you know, the tree that Rafiki lives in, there's yeah. like this big cardboard cut out of that promotional kind of Lion King cut out. It looked really cool. I like the Lion King, I do like the Lion King, but th- uh, this is basically when they released the DVD. Uh, yeah, we're not recommending the Lion King, but we no. are recommending the Lion King, yes, go, we recommend the Lion King. Just go watch the Lion King. Uh, when they released the DVD, they released an extra which was a blooper reel. Uh, so Basically, what they did was they took the the blooper reel from the from the sound uh, the sound uh, recording the the voiceover outtakes uh, when it was being recorded and they animated it. That's a lot of effort for a blooper reel. Fair play to them. Yeah. So uh, there's this one where James Earl Jones is trying. Like uh, you might remember remember at the start of the film, uh, Mufasa gets up really early and he's yawning. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, just keep it rolling. I just want to try a few things. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, there's something deep down in my throat. I, I don't know how to get at it. <laughs> and then it's just Mufasa saying this and yeah. doing, doing all the actions. It's really funny. Uh, so um, if you if you Google or uh, Google Tube, YouTube, 
Uh, Google do own YouTube, so it is Google Tube. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't rename it Google Tube. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised too, to be honest. The Lion King 3D blooper outtakes on YouTube. It's not a, a, a Disney video, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Gareth's shocked. My but, uh, sharp intake of breath. Uh, we do not enjoy endorse copyright uh, infringement, but uh, you will be able to find it on YouTube if you Google that. Yeah, or buy the DVD. Yeah, buy the DVD on Amazon. Amazon. Which is um, on the internet. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Amazon. And since we sell it now, you have to pay us. Yeah, that's, that is that is the way the endorsements work. Yeah. It's like, oh, audible.com for your listening pleasure. So, like, we don't give a crap about uh, Amazon. <laughs> we just want you to buy stuff on Amazon yeah. so they pay us. Next next week's uh, weekend show will just be us naming companies. Yeah. It's like Google, WhatsApp, Facebook, Nike. <laughs> pay us. <laughs> But uh, it's it's just it's just kind of uh, it's it's a, a funny kind of two or three minute video. It's it's just uh, it's just like why you like you can it's just like as you said they've taken the time to animate this. It like it wasn't uh, something that you can do overnight. So it's a, it's a neat little addition to the the the, the Lion King uh, re-release DVD. So buy the DVD. Do buy it. That's or... the Lion King. It's like the best animated film ever, and you'll cry and you'll laugh and it's like Mufasa and remember who you are, and you're like. <laughs> So yeah, don't uh, if you want to watch it on YouTube, do, but uh, um, don't sue us, Disney. Yeah. Uh, but uh, sue we, the people who put it there. Exactly. After we, everyone on the weekend show listens to it. Exactly, and we've uh, uh, we've uh, endorsed your DVD as well. So uh, also pay us, Disney. Yeah. This week's show is brought to you in part by Disney. The Circle of Life. Beautiful girl. Yeah, I'm very good at. I, I will. I will very happily read any form of copy for money. Yeah. <laughs> any advertising copy so this this week's show if anything is just uh one long uh pitch for advertisers in fairness if you look at our final segment which is talking about superhero films a lot of them are released by disney exactly. <laughs> at least one of them is so gar what have you got first uh my first one do you know when you go onto netflix and you watch random films yes fair enough usually you spend most of the time looking at netflix and then not actually watching anything it's so frustrating. As is the way of Netflix. Well, this week is just like, I went on Netflix, I was going to watch a film, and right in the front page, it's like, Turbo Kid. And, and uh, images of Turbo Man from Jingle All the Way went through my head. And I was like, yeah. So Arnie was nowhere to be seen. Arnie was nowhere to be seen. It was. It's, it, this is a Canadian-New Zealand co-production. A winning combination. Yeah. Directed by three people. I don't know their names. Three people? Three people directed it, which I thought was weird. I've heard of co-directors, but I've never heard of tri-directors. Yeah, tri-directors. But it's basically a post-apocalyptic film in the, the, the kind of style of, you know, like the Warriors or Mad Max. Yeah. Where there's like factions and people struggling to survive and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And there's this kid who his family were killed by one of the, or one of the people who rule the, the, the wastelands. And he he's just struggling to survive by himself, and he loves his comic book hero, uh, Turbo is it Turbo, Turbo Turbo Racer, I believe. And he finds Turbo Racer's armor. Turbo Racer isn't real, of course, but he finds Turbo Racer armor that actually has like a, a, a zappy gun. <laughs> a zappy gun. That's, he, a t- that's the technical term. That's the technical term, and he becomes a superhero himself. And it's good fun. I liked it. You liked it? It has. It's kind of very eighties stylized. It has that kind of eighties dancey kind of almost obnoxious but in a good way yeah. soundtrack yeah and i'm kind of jaded by dystopian films though uh, it's it's more of a tribute to the, the ones of the past rather than trying to go oh like teen romance because there is a bit of a romance but it's a romance with a robot so that's a bit weird it's weird but it's a good kind of weird 
it, it's a smart inversion and kind of tribute to, to paying tribute to those old films. Those classic New Zealand slash Canadian <laughs> films. All the classic New Zealand Canadian films. I recommended The Babadook a few weeks ago, and I think that's Canadian-Australian. So clearly the the, 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 the oceanic region and Canada are producing, a place. are producing magnificent films. Yeah, so Turbo Kid. It's a good film. You can put that in your poster. Yeah, The Weekend <laughs> Show with Ken Kidney and Gar Kidney endorses you. Yeah. Uh, seriously, go watch it on Netflix. It's Three and a half stars. I'd go four. Oh, Gar's going four. Four out of five. Having never seen it, I'm going to give it three and a half stars. <laughs> yeah. Four out of five, though. It's a good film. It's a really good, solid, enjoyable film. It's only 90 minutes, so it's not too much. You know those films when they go to like over two hours and two and a half? It's like, Jesus, would you ever end? Oh, stop. Well, if 90 is nice and breezy. Breezy. In, you're in, you're out. It's good. It's enjoyable. It's smart. It's clever. It's, it's fun. And it, it looks nice. You know, I don't like the visual aesthetic of Mad Max. It de- do- do- de- delves. Delves too much into the weird. Now who can't speak English? Well, I got mixed between delves and devolves, which both would kind Del- of have worked. Delves? Devolves, yeah. Uh, it's uh, a, a neologisms. Neologisms with the weekend show. Yes. Ken knows I know what that means. Yeah, it's making up new words. Yeah, there's a literary literary word for you there, Ken. That's This is Netflix, Gary. It's not literary corner. Yeah. So, yeah, Turbo Kid on Netflix. Go watch it. My uh, last pick this week is uh, upworldly.com. Uh, it's also available on Facebook and Twitter. Does it have an app? It does have an app. I think so. I'm not really sure. Okay. <laughs> Great research. I do like the way you're like, it does have an app. Though I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought I had the app at one stage. They should have an app. But I changed phones. Upworldly, get an app if you don't have an app. But it's just basically uh, uh, a website where people submit kind of uh, viral or news or noteworthy stories. Basically, it's content of any sort. Yeah. Yeah, from around the web. Uh, the whole kind of vision of it is that stuff that matters, like stuff with a political or a social or an ecological message, and it's uh, it's managed by the community of users. So people submit things, but they also have people who kind of work for them as an, on a kind of a uh, a kind of a voluntary basis. So like it's kind of like you work for them and then you uh, you source content and it's kind of work experience. I'm not sure if you're paid, but it's it's kind of a cool idea for a, a business and a and a, it's a kind of a, a movement as much as a website. And uh, it's just one of those things where like if you're bored and you have you you need you have like 15, 20 minutes kill and you need uh, uh, something to read or something to look at. They have like loads of videos and and uh, articles with a with a message. So. And it's it's basically to sort the tripe from the good stuff on the internet. Exactly. It's just like, instead of like the stuff that looks like it's something, but it's, you know, that stuff, like I'm very suspicious of the internet these days. So if I, It's 90% clickbait. If I, exactly, clickbait. But also if I see these kind of sob stories on the internet, I don't like... You're making ba- it up. This baby crawled through a fire and saved his mother. You know, this kind of shit. Like, <laughs> like, it's uh, not real. Like, the baby's a 30-year-old man. <laughs> exactly. Or like this picture is a random baby. It has nothing to do with anything. So I, I get very cynical about the internet these days, but I trust Upworthy. And so like, you can get those kind of heartwarming stories, those kind of important, like those kind of thought-provoking stories, but you can kind of trust that they're actually real instead of like some crazy person has made it up because they want to get uh, vicarious likes. Uh, yeah. Rant over, but... Uh, Ken uh, hates the internet. Uh, the internet is making me sad. Except these days. the weekend show, which is the best part of the internet. Exactly. Closely followed by upworldly.com. So yeah. check it out. Uh, Japan, Ken. Japan. Japan is wonderfully weird. It is. We, I came across this uh, week, uh, clip this week, which I shared on the TWSKK Twitter channel. 
our, our Twitter feed. Twitter channel. It's a, it's a channel. It is a channel. Yeah, it's a channel that. of our... It's not really thoughts. It's really just plugs to the show every week. Yeah. But we I should probably do more of that stuff. Yeah, we're not very socially engaged, are we? But I shared this. I saw this and it's like, I'll put that in the, the weekend show because I quoted the tweet because that's cheap, really, isn't it? I'm trying to steal every tweet. But yeah. uh, listen, folks, retweet things instead of quoting it unless you're trying to steal it, steal it for your own like, like uh, and, personal. Uh, <laughs> please stop liking things and just just press the retweet button. Yeah. For the love of God, please. Against <laughs> yeah. the like, share it. Uh, but this week there, there was a clip from a, what I assume is a Japanese game show of some sort. It's definitely a Japanese game yeah, show. Of a guy standing in like an apartment block on one side and there's like a court in the middle and there's an apartment block on the other side. Quite a distance away. Yeah. And uh, the window's open and the microwave is open and he's trying to throw a frozen pizza from one side across the courtyard into the microwave on the other side. And he nails it. I don't know how many times he, he did. He tried this before he actually got it. But he nailed it. And then there's like, they celebrate. They play like inspirational music. Yeah. I think the as much as it's kind of a cool thing, what makes it hilarious is the fact that, as you said, there's the inspirational music. The people are crying and yeah. hugging <laughs> that they've achieved this magnificent feat of throwing a pizza into an oven. <laughs> and it has the, the weird Japanese thing where they have like people watching in the corner. Yeah. Like this is like, this is like, like we've been to Japan. Yeah. There's, like, this is all over there. This TV. is like 90% of Japanese television where there's a, a panel of people in a studio and then they watch the, the playback of the tape of the people doing things and they kind of react and comment on it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's their equivalent of like a laugh track. Yeah. You know? It, it's their their equivalent of like look at these people are loving this why aren't you loving it exactly it's it's a, it's a strange phenomenon but uh if you ever go to japan you will enjoy japanese tv it's mad it's, it's bonkers and this this is just a mild illustration of it so you can go to the the weekend show twitter twitter feed to see it i think someday we should do a segment on japanese tv we just watch a bunch of it for a week yeah there's, like, there's, one, there's one, one in particular I saw recently that I would like to mention because it's crazy. Yeah. Not this week. We're not going to give it away this week. You're going to have to listen to a future episode to hear our Japanese TV segment or we coming should, soon. We should do like a YouTube show where we just sit there and react to it. We should. They'll see, you know, the Fine Brothers Yes. who do the, the React channel. And there's like teens react and adults react to things. Yeah. They're licensing out the right to react to things now. They're licensing like out. That's the... our thing. Yeah. You can't. No, you can't. You can't. You, they're essentially licensing out the, the right to watch something and then form an immediate opinion upon it. That will never succeed, surely. You'd hope not, but you never know with the internet. It's like, was it Sony tried to uh, copyright Let's Plays? Yeah. Long before Sony had anything to do with Let's Plays? And uh, Paris Hilton tried to trademark That's Hot. Two words in the English language. Yeah. People, stop it. She didn't succeed though, apparently. Companies stop trying to like fleece people of things that you, you didn't create. Yeah. And I, basic things which are just like humans do that. Yeah, exactly. That everyone has a right to do. Yeah. Stop it. Anyway, that's another rant that is entirely unrelated to Netflix. Go to our Twitter feed to watch someone throw a pizza across a courtyard into a microwave and it's amazing. And retweet it. Yeah. Retweet it. And retweet the other person's tweet too, because it was actually we quoted the tweet. So you know, spread that wealth doubly. Yes. So we don't we don't feel ethically wrong. <laughs> so, you know, that's enough of chastising our users. Our, our users. <laughs> yeah, that's the newfangled podcast term. I'm surprised that's not going to become... That's probably going to become a thing. Podcast users. I work in customer service. That's exactly why I said users. Yeah. Like, that's the terminology that I use. Your management every, instincts coming through, Ken. I use every day. Uh, but uh, regardless, that's all the picks we have for another week. 
we are off on a treasure hunt to discover more picks in time for next week, but not before our last segment, of course. Be sure to let us know your thoughts if you check out any of our recommendations on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK or on Twitter at TWSKK. And feel free to recommend anything for us to watch. Exactly. So Netflix I, works both ways. It works both ways and we might feature it on the show in the future. You never know. Just time for another break before we preview the 2016 superhero movie lineup and a little bit of TV. Stay with us. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You're listening to the Weekend Show with myself, Ken Kidney, and my co-host, Garrett. 2016, more than ever, it seems, is the year of the superhero epic, with nine blockbusters slated before December 31st. With more beloved superheroes leaping from the pages of the comic books to the big screen than ever, this week we talked the stacked lineup as well as asked the question, as we reach a saturation point for these movies, will there be a point where, audi- where audiences become burned out? Will they become sick of watching the same superhero film over and over? Exactly. And uh, since, the, like, basically, they've not only taken over the big screen, but they've also dominated the, the small screen in the last couple of years as well. Yeah, superhero TV shows are becoming a, a giant thing. So before we get on to the movies, Gar, which is the main bulk of the segment, do you want to uh, talk a little bit about TV? Yeah. Do you want, have you watched any superhero TV shows? Uh, no, I've actually resisted them, weirdly enough. None of them. Yeah. No Flash, no Arrow, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter. Um, uh, I watched Daredevil. Na- Daredevil's great. Daredevil's fantastic. This, this year is the year of the, the Netflix, Netflix universe. Yeah. Jessica the, Jones, haven't seen that either. I didn't like it. I've, we discussed that. I thought I thought I'd nah. <laughs> we have discussed that at length, but uh, maybe just because like I I I like Daredevil, I like the character, so I gave that a chance. But I think that like I'm, as I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna start suffering that burnout if I engage. Also watched all of the TV shows exactly because we're we're having is it Luke Cage and Iron Fist? Is that the two of them? Yeah, they're the rest. They, the, the, the defenders. The defenders. And yeah. we'll have the defenders again this year as well. Plus season two of Daredevil and season two of Jessica Jones. And it's going to keep on going. And there's going to be more. There's Supergirl. Yeah. There's uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which is Doctor Who with DC characters. Yeah. So there's lots of TV. Yeah. Most of it is quite good. And even even on uh, even on the, the kiddie side, there's a new Justice League cartoon coming as well. Featuring Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy as well, isn't it? Yeah. So it's it's just never ending these days. Yeah. It's going to keep on coming. It's just going to keep on coming. And for the most part, as you said, they're, they are good. Yeah. They are enjoy- I don't think there's a bad superhero show yet. They're well produced and they're enjoyable. But I just think if I watched all those shows, I just wouldn't want to see they them They do anymore. become a little samey over time. Yeah. I think S.H.I.E.L.D. is the one that stands out the most because it, it burns through plot. Yeah. It's just like, let's just keep on going. Yeah. It kind of, yeah, it doesn't dwell too much on anything. So it stays kind of as uh, breezy and light, as yeah. you say. Like, fresh. Fresh. It's, it's just kind of... Uh, it doesn't dwell too much on anything, which is partly why I like shows like Vikings, which is not superheroes, but it's more or less the same kind of thing because it's kind of a uh, a man from uh, mythology who's pretty much made up. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty much a superhero. Vikings are real, Ken. Yeah, but this Viking in particular is not real. Um, I'm sure, sure someone like him but was. Like, one of the things that people might criticize that show about is that it literally it won't dwell on plot points for more than two or three episodes, and it will just kind of move on. Just burn through it. Yeah. So like, but I can like I want well, on one level I want to see a deep dive into a plot and see it play it over a season. But sometimes I kind of like when shows change a lot, just because it stays 
interesting and doesn't kind of... That's what made particularly the first season of Sleepy Hollow a lot of fun. Yeah. It's like they'd, they'd set up an idea that you'd assume that would run for episodes and episodes and it'd be finished by the end of the night, the end of the hour. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I must get back into Sleepy Hollow because that's another show I really did enjoy. Yeah, you just don't watch things, Ken. Why don't you watch things that you like? Gravity Falls, two weeks away, Ken. It's nearly over. Yeah. You haven't watched it. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of get into this thing of where, like, oh, let's watch it. You know, I'll get around to I'll it. I'll get to it. Yeah. And it just piles up. You, you have to start actually getting to things. You know, Ken. in your spare time, like, especially when you work a lot, you're just tired and you're just like, it's, it's like, I could watch something, but like, I'll just, just sit here instead. Just sit here watching something I've seen, before, like Big Bang Theory, I've seen many oh, times geez. before. Uh, so, yeah. But uh, I, think that, I, I think we're in a golden age of superheroes on TV. But as I said, I, I'm just cautious about the ones I choose just because I don't want to kind of uh, yeah, saturate my brain with it and kind of become kind of cynical about it because like it is a, a fantastic genre, but it's in danger of becoming burned out for me. Yeah. Speaking of burned out, Ken, superhero films. <laughs> as I said in our in our opener, Degar, there's nine for this year. Well, some of these aren't superhero films per se. Well, two of them aren't. I would well, have said like they're kind of superhero if adjacent. If you were to expand the definition, they they all fall under that kind of same yeah. idea. But we'll start with Doctor Strange, Ken, featuring Becomes. I haven't seen anything about this yet. Uh, I haven't released a trailer or anything. No. No. Uh, all you've got is a poster, which is kind of cool. Is this is back to you, and he's got a really cool long cape on. Yeah, and then Becomes is amazing. Uh, Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I do remember seeing a TV animated movie. I've seen it as well about Doctor Strange, which I really liked. Yeah. I liked the backstory. I liked I liked the the character. Benedict Cumberbatch is a fantastic actor. What you're, is, you're a firm Cumberbatch, are you, Ken? I'm I'm right in in the Cumberbatches. <laughs> I'm right I'm right out in there on on Twitter with them. Uh, they're crazy. Uh, but we love you. We listen to our show. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know much about the film itself or the villain, but like sometimes I, I mentioned this in a previous show, Gar, I don't like to watch too many trailers or kind of read too much about a film or w- w- the production of it, because by the time it actually comes around, you're just like underwhelmed or you're not, you know, everything, you know, everything. So That's what I liked just, about Star Wars. Yeah. They kept everything they needed to under wraps there. Exactly. Like they released a second of footage and people went batshit crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, sometimes it's better to kind of to avoid the hype and avoid the spoilers and the set photos and all this stuff because by the time the film comes out it's never going to live up to your expectations and as you said it's probably just spoiled to oblivion just because you have you've seen everything there is to do with it so why would you want to go see the film so i'm very much a proponent of uh limited trailer viewing and uh avoiding spoilers these days that's my approach because it keeps this uh exciting for me so you see becomes entirely freshly yeah um yeah, it's, from what I know of the character, it seems like a a decent move, but uh, he, he's an actor that, uh, you know, he's kind of a very serious actor. So well, he's not really that serious in Sherlock. Yeah. He can be, but... Yeah, he's still kind of uh, reserved and clipped in some ways. So you, you just wonder, in a kind of a, a wonderful, fantastical universe, will he be able to kind of deliver the kind of the whimsy and the kind of... He was schmog. Humor? Yeah. Schmog. So... I don't know. I've never seen him in kind of a, a comedic roles. I just wonder, like, and you know, Marvel films succeed on their 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 comedic aspects. So I, I just wonder how he's going to factor in in that sense. But um, I'm Maybe curious. Uh, next up, Gar. Uh, the one I'm least looking forward to: Suicide Squad. These... I have very little interest in Suicide Squad. Yeah, and a lot of people are losing their minds over because there's going to be a new Joker, and yeah, after, Jared the, Leto. <laughs> after the success of Heath Ledger's Joker, people are are bonkers for Joker. Uh, Batman is in it briefly 
Yeah. And this is my main point about these films. They confuse me in the fact that like when uh, the, the Batman vs. Superman ends and they're going to make it the next solo Batman film, yep. Batman hyphen Suicide Squad would be an excellent first movie for him. Yeah. Like or they, they would be good opposition for the Justice League. Yeah, exactly. When that film eventually comes out. But like it's the same when they were planning to do a Sinister Six movie on its own uh, with Spider-Man tangentially involved. It's just like, these are good films for these superheroes. Why would you have a film about villains without the superhero in it? It just doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. Why are you getting us to root for the villains before you have the villains face off against the heroes? Yeah. That, that seems quite backwards. Exactly. And like, as I said, these could be great films uh, as in for the, 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 the cinematic universe as uh, opponents for the superhero. But I understand that like they're kind of like the, the worst of the worst, but then the worst of the worst of the worst is running amok and they're kind of getting them in as vigilantes to kind of to defeat the greater evil. I understand yep. that. But why is uh, Batman? Why isn't he doing it? Yeah. Or uh, Superman or Batman's kind of in it. Green Lantern or the Flash or Green Arrow or, or Aquaman or Hawk girl or Hawkman or yeah. any of these millions of DC superheroes are all of them busy to face this this threat yeah it just confuses me yeah so I, I don't understand it I'm, I, I'm open to being surprised and, and I'm open to having my mind changed but for the moment and I will see it because I, I see all these films let's yeah. face it <laughs> uh, but uh, I am um, the jury's out for me at the moment what about you guy yeah I, I, I very little interest as like I will see it but yeah as I said, I think that the, the idea is backwards to ha- introduce these characters in a film where you're supposed to root for them. And then I assume these same characters will play villains in films down the royal line. Yeah, exactly. So that seems that that, that doesn't work in my head. Okay, up next, Gar, is another Star Wars film. So we're having a Star Wars film two years in a row. We're going to have a Star Wars film every year till the end of time if Disney have their way. Star Wars Rogue One. I'm not really sure what it's about. It's about the, the people who went to steal the plans for the Death Star. Okay. So it's so kind of like a prequel. It's kind of like a bridge between the prequel trilogy and the, the following trilogy. Yeah, okay. And apparently, so is the rumor, it may feature Darth Vader. Ooh. And James Earl Jones. So, yeah, in fairness, they're going to they're gonna pull something in there from the previous universe to kind of... Uh, hook people in. To hook people in. James Earl Jones, I, I read yesterday on Wikipedia, is 85 years old. He's an old man. He's still working. Fair play to him. Fair, Fair enough. Like, he has a voice so distinctive that he doesn't actually have to physically do anything yeah and like uh, the same with Darth Vader he just voices Darth Vader and Mufasa yeah this is the second time in this episode he's been mentioned remember who you are Ken remember Simba but, uh, I am your father Disney owns both <laughs> see they there Ken see I mixed them together exactly Disney owns both these things yeah it's just like they should do that as a crossover <laughs> Lion King Star Wars crossover amazing but uh, more to our point, Garrett, that Disney's tagline should be "We own everything you love." Yeah. But uh, not speaking lo- of Disney, <laughs> speaking of Disney, Captain America: Civil War. Uh, but yeah, Star Wars. Before we finish, if we go on to Captain America. I I I'm, I think that's a decent premise of a film about people stealing the plans for the Death Star. Yeah, and uh, you know, you know, the success of Star Wars: The Force Awakens will push it to kind of decent heights. I wouldn't say like billion dollar or anything like mm. that. But it will make a significant amount of money. Yeah. Plus, there'll be all the merchandise and stuff like that. Uh, one of the biggest of the year, as you just alluded to, Gar, is Captain Cap Captain 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 Cap America: Civil War, uh, or as I like to call it, Avengers Two Point Five. Two Point Five, exactly, because all the Avengers are in it. 
Like, literally, there's more Avengers in this film than there are in the previous two Avengers films. Uh, this film is based on the comic book Civil War, which has uh, a subplot, or not even a plot. The plot is that they're trying to trying to basically do what the Hitler did to the Jews, except mutants. Yeah, they're trying to register mutants and yeah. keep track of them. And Tony Stark is in favor of this, and uh, Captain America, as a fan, a fan of freedom and, and dignity, is against this. So yeah. it pits Tony Stark against Captain America. Yeah. But uh, since uh, Fox owned the Marvel uh, the Marvel universe in terms of X Men, they're not allowed to be in it, uh, yeah, they so, can't, and they can't use the word mutant either. So uh, it's kind of a, a different version where uh, superheroes in general are are, are to be registered. Yep. Uh, Tony Stark, after his uh, going too far in the second Avengers film, believes that you know without limits they're as bad as the villains so he's trying not to be too much of a hypocrite yeah so he's he's uh in favor but uh cap is against this because one of the people who's going to be affected is uh, bucky barnes or the winter soldier and he's he's freedom ken yeah he doesn't like but he's seen this happen before and he didn't like it one of the interesting things uh, exactly because he lived through the world war yeah uh one of the things i, I think is interesting about it is the trader kind of sets it up in a way that uh you choose your side yeah i'm, I'm team cap I'm Team Iron Man. Hashtag Team Cap. Because, like, for me, when I watched the trailer, it looked like Cap was the bad guy. But when you watched the trailer, it looked um, like Tony Stark was He's the defending guy. freedom, Ken. Yeah. Freedom and integrity. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really great marketing ploy for a film. Choose your side. It's, like, really kind of getting the fans involved. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man will be playing a relatively weak role, by all accounts. Yeah, so... So he's not, it's not just a cameo appearance. Apparently, he plays a, a decent role in the film. Yeah, so... And uh, they've rebooted Spider-Man for a second time. And everyone's in it. Yeah. Like everyone is in this film. Ant-Man, Black Panther, who looks amazing. Did you see the set photo? Yeah, or the photo? Like, costume looks cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, uh, Ant-Man is in it. Uh, War Machine, Falcon. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is in it. Nick Fury. I don't think Nick Fury's officially been announced. Yeah, but, but he's Fury. probably going to be in it. Yeah. Uh, Martin Free- uh, Freeman in an unnamed government role. Yeah. Like, there's so many people in it. Just like, do you think oh, he'd be new, the new Agent Coulson or something? Well, Coulson's not in it. Coulson, they've really bring Coulson back to the films. Coulson's got his own thing now. Yeah, they killed him because he he's still dead in the films. Yeah, he's still dead to Captain America and Tony Stark. Yeah, they don't know that he's back alive. Yeah, even though he's been roaming the world doing stuff for like three series of television, surely they noticed. Like, did you not? He see hasn't him? exactly been keeping a low radar, <laughs> yeah, low profile. He's like, he's like, it's like, is that Coulson? Nah, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, geez, Tony Stark, aren't you supposed to be like on top of these kind of things? Followed swiftly now, Gar, but uh, uh, by the probably the biggest film of the year in some ways. I've always insisted a film with pitting Batman against Superman, or both of them being in the same film. Yes, is uh, is the biggest potential superhero film. Yeah, do you think it could be like a uh, record box office? No, because I don't. I don't get the sense that people are gagging for this film at the moment. Yeah, in the same way they were for Star Wars. They were like dying to see it. Uh, one of the things that holds this film back. Uh, Zack Snyder Zack Snyder maybe he's one of them <laughs> one of the things but that the whole the whole premise of the film is Batman versus Superman but like even from the trailers even from, from or even seeing a trailer the knowledge that they played their hand that they played their hand exactly that the Justice League film is upcoming so this film is going to result in them fighting but then a greater evil occurring and then they're having and to teaming fight up it. and fighting it yeah the, the greater evil they've even revealed the greater evil is doomsday exactly and which I thought I I, I think people who got mad at it were kind of stupid. Yeah. Because, like, that was blatantly what was going to happen. 
Yeah. They were going to fight in the middle of the act or film. The middle act was going to be them fighting, and the final act is them going to be teaming up to face a greater threat. Exactly. But never reveal that in the marketing. Yeah. That was a stupid marketing move. I mean, like, if you had a brain in your head, you were, you knew that direction it was going to go without seeing anything. Yeah. But at the same time, they exactly they revealed it. So what's the, what? They what's played the, the hand. Like you may as well come in and watch the end of the film <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah, like, it's not because the 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 marketing is Batman versus Superman. Like they didn't call Civil War Iron Man versus uh, Captain America. You know they're going to fight, and you know they're going to get along by the end of the film. Yeah, like that's going to be the way that film is going to go. But they're not going to play that hand beforehand. Some might say it's about the journey, but I think that they've they've given away too much at this point. Yeah, but I will see it. And it's out in March. Uh, you forget it's out so soon. Yeah, it's coming. Like, like I remember that's a month away. In, in our in my local cinema now, uh, they had the poster for like the last year. So it seems yeah. like that's like, uh, like. And yeah, well, I went to see what did I go see Star Wars again, <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, it's out in March. But like the poster has been there for a year, so I was like, that's ages away. Why do you have the poster? And I just thought that was kind of strange, but it's kind of snuck up now to the point where it's yep. it's imminent. It's a month away. Um. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. It's like, oh, like every trailer is like dark and gritty. Except well, the, the most recent one was kind of light and kind of fun. Yeah. Which I, I, I liked and most people hated. <laughs> and I just wasn't impressed by, uh, by Man of Steel. I just. Yeah, Zack Snyder and his zooming. I hate his zooming. Like, Stop zooming in on things. I want to see what's happening. Nobody's I, got Superman right. I hate. such I, a long time. I hate these stupid quick cuts where everything flies all over the place. You, you have no idea what's happening because like, they constantly yeah. cut in and out and zoom and move. Uh, I mean, the final battle with Zod, as well as being too short in the Man of Steel, was, it was disorientating. I just had no idea what was going on. Epilepsy, for God's sake. Just, just kept on moving. Tracking like, shots. Just keep, keep the camera steady, for the love of God. I know it's probably cheaper to do the CGI and all that if you're yeah. constantly cutting so no one actually knows what's happening. Yeah, but it's actually frustrating. And that's one of the reasons I didn't like that film. Like, that was my, one of my favorite parts of Captain America, uh, uh, The Winter Soldier. Yeah. You know when he, he jumps out of the plane and you see that long tracking shot of him running across the boat taking everyone out? Yeah. Love that. Fantastic. That's great cinematography as well. Uh, there's just a few more. Some of these are, are big. Some of these are, are, well, are not so big. The last big one is X-Men. X-Men Apocalypse. Yep. Um, in the recent trailer is... Ivan Ooze. Uh, Apocalypse has looked less like Ivan Ooze. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Uh, but like one of the things I keep saying is like you don't see Oscar Isaac in there at all. Like No. It's, it's, it's like... Like, it's uh, almost cool. Yeah, but he, uh, so um, he'd just do a melodramatic British accent, which is like, uh, damn it, Paul Dameron, get things right. Yeah, but uh, I love X Men films. Yeah, uh, they've gotten better in, in the last two or three. Yeah, they they had a shaky patch with three and Wolverine. Yeah, those were yeah, but then First Class got it back on track. And uh, you know, they've this, had more. There's been more good X Men films than bad. Uh, they basically erased the events of the third one. <laughs> and Brian, Brian Singer has a good handle on these characters and what, what yeah. makes them tick. He's been doing it for over 10 years now. So. He's 20. 20? Oh, well, 20 well, years. 16. 16, we'll say. So, uh, 2000 was the first X-Men film. And, and I think he has the sense to kind of bring it to a close here. This is the third part of the, the Origins. Yeah, or yeah. The well, first class trilogy we, we will have a ball charles xavier after this film <laughs> and then we're gonna be in line with the, the rest of the mythology yeah for some reason he won't look like patrick stewart anymore but <laughs> yeah but uh, i i really do think it's gonna be one uh one of the best of the year just because it's in the right hands it's it's built nicely over the three films x-men are good characters and apocalypse is a very good opposition yep and next year we'll have a wolverine film as well the, the last wolverine film 
Yeah. There's rumours Hugh Jackman is in Apocalypse. Yeah. Though they have yet to be substantiated, but he probably is. But like, I just, I have no enthusiasm for the Wolverine films. I didn't like I like, I like the, I like uh, first, uh, the, the, the first one is, yeah, but the Wolverine, I like the setting and I like the ideas. It's a fun yeah. film. Speaking of, um, Deadpool is Deadpool. out in, uh, on Valentine's Day. Yeah, two weeks. It's, it's, it's out in two weeks. We'll um, probably do a show on it. Uh, because in X-Men Origins Wolverine, uh, they had the Deadpool also play, played by Ryan Reynolds. Except he was nothing like Deadpool. Exactly. And people are like, oh, it's, uh, it's not the same. It was the Deadpool. That Well, that's what Fox would have you think. They're just like, no, it wasn't Deadpool. It was the Deadpool. It was yep. different. And everyone's just like, come off it. You try to do Deadpool and you ruined it. Yep. And uh, this or, is, it's probably one of those things that get somehow deleted in Days of Future Pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, R- Ryan Reynolds' passion project because he's really wanted to do this. Yeah, he's he's been trying to get this made for eleven years. And Fox, Fox finally said, "Go on, sure." They did a script. They redid a script. They did test footage, footage which was shelved and somehow leaked. Ryan Reynolds alluded in an interview recently that he may have leaked it himself, <laughs> and uh, people went nuts for it on the internet. And like, the, they, apparently, they wrote so many letters and emails to uh sony uh or was it sony? Fox. fox excuse me he's uh, an x-man yeah uh to get it made that they that they they green hit the next day probably them. so yeah because they, they they had kingsman last year yeah which was which is a fox film and relatively low budget but very kind of funny and gruesome yeah and that made a lot of money I think so, that made like four hundred million dollars. That's pretty good. So I, I, low budget. I think that they were kind of heartened by that success. By that that that's a, a rated or kind of well, it's it's more of a spy film than a superhero film, but the same kind of genre. Yeah. And it did really well. So I think that yeah. really heartened them toward Deadpool. What I fear about Deadpool is it looks like it's trying a little too hard. Yeah. It's very meta. Like it, it references Ryan Reynolds. He like it references like Green Lantern. It referenced the fact that it, it is a movie. Yeah. Because uh, he went off and did Green Lantern because he never thought he'd be Deadpool and that flopped and then they're, they're rebooting that again. So it, it could it could be a lot of fun or it could just be like, stop trying so hard. Stop trying to be so meta. I hate that word, but yeah. there you go. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a long time in the making. So I, I, I would just worry that the anticipation is not going to live up to the reality. They've had like smart marketing campaigns. Really smart marketing. It's, it's fantastic marketing. Uh, the, the thing Pretty is, good like, trailer. He, as you said, he is an X-Man. X-Men? X-Men? X- X-Men, yeah. yeah. Is that the singular of X-Men? <laughs> but, like, he kind of pokes fun at the whole universe, so is it... Is it, it, has, it has Colossus in it. Yeah. But not played by the fellow who usually plays Colossus. He turned it down. Yeah, so it's kind of strange in the sense that he's going to be part of the X-Men going forward, probably. Yeah. But he's kind of the thorn in their side that he kind of questions the credibility of it all. He calls it onto question. Yeah. So I wonder, are people going to react to that in the right way that they're hoping for? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, just a, a two more, I would say. Assassin's Creed is coming out featuring Michael Fassbender, but not as the main character. He's not playing the assassin. I don't think so, apparently. I thought he was. I don't think so. I thought he was. I thought I read that he wasn't, and I was surprised by it. Okay. Because Ken, Ken has a, you have a reputation for not getting the whole story of things, Ken. Look, I, I will... I will publicly come out on the weekend show a redaction and redact it if i if i'm wrong but uh yeah there's not much to know about this really not much come out about it so far uh yeah not really i think there's been some like posters released but yeah, yeah. and uh warcraft is coming out as a trailer yeah and i, I was like warcraft i never played the games never had any interest uh it has travis Fimmel from vikings in it and i saw the trailer Ooh. and i was just like it's got orcs it's got you know 
uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So and it's basically just, Lord of the Rings. It's basically Lord of the Rings, but it's uh, and in a sense, I was like, whatever. But then I saw the trailer, I was like, I'm totally gonna watch this. <laughs> so yeah, that's good marketing then. Yeah, they so gotcha. It's kind of a mixture of Lord of the Rings and Vikings. It's just why I like it. <laughs> right up your street. Right up my street. So I, I will be saying that as well. Uh, so uh, before we go out, Gar, we're, we're we're running out of time. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make a few predictions here, Gar. So which one is going to be the box office king? Civil War. Think so. Civil War will be Don of Justice. Do you, you disagree? So? Uh, I I, I like, it's it's a tough one to call. But I think, as you said, Gar, there's not enough buzz around Batman versus Superman as much as there should be. Yeah, I don't think people are gagging to see that film anymore. But like, uh, I think the long, the more they've released about the film, the less people have wanted to see it. Exactly, and it, which and is really the opposite of the way it should be. And they played their hand. Whereas when they released the first trailer for Civil War, people it was like batshit crazy, batshit insane. It was watched like ten million times in the first day or something. It's yep, insane. Uh, Dark Horse, Gar, what are you going to say for Dark Horse? In terms of money. Uh, in terms of success, yeah. Uh, Star Wars, probably. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't think people are expecting too much out of that film. Yeah. I think it'll be both a very fun time as a film, and I think it'll make a decent amount of money. For me, uh, Doctor Strange. Becomes becomes could be a, a kind of a draw for that, couldn't it? Exactly. Because it could happen, because Guardians of the Galaxy made a lot of money. And it's not a, it's they, not, it's not a, a marquee property. But yeah. Doctor Strange is a bit more well-known, and he's very well liked by the fans, so I think it, it will be a surprise hit. Uh, where else have we got? Surprise flop, Gar. What will flop? Suicide. Well, it flop. Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for Deadpool. Really? You don't yeah. think it'll make money? I just think that uh, the marketing has been clever. A lot of, a lot of people I know are talking about going, see, going to see it, but I think that... Uh, I just don't think it's... it's, it's the, mass it, appeal. Mass appeal. He's got a, He's very much a kind of a... Uh, got a cult following. And... Uh, like while there's a lot of people that clamored to get this made and it got made on the strength of the fan reaction I think that it's not big enough for it to be like a, a, a barn stormer uh, so that's it and uh, Gar, is this going to be the year that, that we're finally burned out by superheroes no you don't think so I don't think so. I think after phase 3 of Marvel so after Infinity Wars yeah I think that's when people will which, start to get kind of fed up of all of this which is two parts yeah I think that's when stuff might start come kind of crashing down yeah it's kind of like uh, it's like kind of like everything like like if you're to liken it to the real world like where the banking thing <laughs> like where it's where the bubble bursts people like like borrow money is like property money <laughs> every, no, it's never going to end and I was like 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 it, it reaches a, a breaking point where like Literally, there's one more movie that breaks the camel's back, and yep. then it's 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 all comes crashing down. Like it won't it won't reach a stage where like no superhero film will ever make money. Like like westerns. Yeah. They ran westerns into the ground. Exactly. <laughs> no western ever makes money anymore. Exactly. But, but yeah. Yeah, I think after after Infinity War Part Two, when they kind of told the story of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all of its characters, I think they'll begin to run out of ground to go, and people will begin to get tired of it. And then they'll try and re- try and reboot it like a couple of years yeah, later. We'll have a new Captain America, and a new Iron Man. Before X Men, Superman heroes just are uh, films. I should say just weren't making money. Even anymore. after X Men, you had like yeah. the likes of Hulk, which kind of flopped. <laughs> yeah, so there wasn't an appetite there anymore. Uh, Marvel and Disney did the clever thing of building a universe hype, a, a universe building hype through their films for the 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 you know the super film, which was the Avengers. But uh, they've done that twice now. Uh, and they're going for a third time, as I said, like third time's a charm, or third time is is the the one too many. Time will tell. 
but I I I just think that uh, I'm getting to a point even when I love superheroes, I love these movies, I, I and I'll pay my money to see them. Whereas like I'm just wondering how much more money am I willing to spend on because like this is a lot of money. You're talking about nine films here, that's like ninety ninety euros of my money. Like not yeah. including popcorn, not including popcorn. It's probably like if you double that, it's one hundred and eighty. That's a lot <laughs> of money. Like you think about it, like uh, and like and popcorn is essential. So I think over time, I think I'm like if 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 I don't become jaded, I'm going to become a lot more selective in what I uh, I I consume. Okay, do you want to take us home, Gar? I'll let you take us home as oh, a treat. Yeah, I, I get to finish us out. Yep. Uh, which larger than life epic are you dying to see? Which film do you want to see? Uh, which film will triumph in the box office? What's your dark horse and your surprise flop? Let us know your opinions on Twitter at TWSKK and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. We will be right back to wrap up the show with details on next week's episode. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download every Sunday at soundcloud.com slash the weekend show. Okay, true believers, that's our show for another week. Thank you for taking the time to click play or download on the podcast. You can find a new episode every Sunday on soundcloud.com forward slash the weekend show. And you can also track us down on iTunes. If you like the show, why not write us a review on iTunes? It really does help, more than you know. Yeah, review us. Please. Positively, ideally. Yeah, if you have a negative review, just keep that shit to yourself. You can send that in the mail yeah. to an unstated address. To The Weekend Show at Ireland. Yeah. If you need more Weekend Show in your life, you can relive snippets of our best bits on YouTube. Just search TWSKK. If you happen to like this newfangled social media thing, you Leap can... Loop. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. And where can I find us on Twitter, Gar? At TWSKK. We were brought to you this week by the majestic woodland creature that is the fox. All hail our fox overlords and the imaginary one. He's real. Next week, we try our hand at crystal ball gazing by making our top 10 pop culture predictions by the year 2020. We will probably be wrong. In every single one, but we'll Super try. fatigue will probably be one of them. Possibly, but spoilers. Our theme music is by the very talented Mr. Dran. And until next time, say goodbye, girl. Bye-bye. Take it easy, everybody.